literally that that you you are fulfilling your purpose. You're fulfilling your purpose exactly. And so I stayed committed because basically in a nutshell I I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to let my parents down, man. Word. You know, that's that's, Dude. that's the honest truth, man. Bro. I didn't want to let them down. I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> What a beautiful day here on Dragonland. Come on, am I wrong? I'm not wrong. It's, it's almost the end of the year. Uh, just Christmas in a few days. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Happy, happy, happy New Year's, everybody. Seriously. Because this has been a year of me crushing goals, son. And yeah, with that being said... There has been a guest that I've been talking about since day one of this podcast, Felix, my homeboy. He will be joining. Uh, he will be joining us right after the the little ad break because I gotta fit it in somewhere, right? <laughs> but no, seriously, we have been talking for a long time. Me and this guy, it's going to be one hell of a show. So I hope you enjoy. I will see you after the little break. This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. Listen to me, independent artists. You want your music to be on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, and like TikTok and stuff? DistroKid, hit the link in the description and save 7% today. Did I tell you the subscription is only, what, $9.99 for the year? Bro, go hit the link in the description and get your music out there. Instead of telling you how suspenseful the Dragon Horror audio show is, here is a little trailer from my newest episode, Baraska, Hell on Earth. Kid, if I could have done that, I would have fucking blown your brain out a second ago, but I'm not allowed to kill you. I've been trying to decide if I wanted to fuck your sister right in front of you or not, but she's not one of mine. But it might be worth it just to see the look on your stupid fucking face. Just kill me and let her go. Fuck, I'll kill myself if you let her go. I stood up from the bed and Jimmy took two steps towards me and punched me so hard in the face I fell back down. That was the Dragon Horror Audio Show. You can find that anywhere podcasts are available. Anywhere you can find Dragonland, you can find the Dragon Horror Audio Show. Now let's get back to the show, baby. Cool, man. You feeling good? Yeah, I feel good, man. It's, you know, like a little bit of nostalgia coming back to Kissimmee and Orlando and really seeing all the areas that you grew up in and passing by your high school and going by what used to be, you know, Disney Springs now, Yo. and, you know, what used to be called Downtown Disney. I feel you, because how how long has it been since you've been home? So, I'm going back and forth, you know, I left in 2014. Okay, and, um, wow. So, been in the military for eight years since. Dude. So, I've been fortunate with being able to come home every every year. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm not able to, unfortunately, with, you know, 
the demands and circumstances of my career. Facts. But yeah. it's always good to kind of have that that beautiful nostalgia moment. Like I always, I really truly love that feeling. Dude, um, I could imagine. That brings you back to your youth. You know, it brings yes. it to you, especially when you go back to your your middle school, your old neighborhood that you grew up in, you know, <laughs> or like, oh, I remember I used to ride my bike here with a plastic cup in the back tire sounding like Yo. a dirt bike, you know? Yo, <laughs> seriously, seriously. When we used to have to walk around everywhere because we didn't have cars or yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't social media, it wasn't a thing, you know, no. like, and you'd be walking around down the sidewalk with that massive CD player in your pocket. Literally, you know? and we're not even that yeah, old. Like we're, Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're talking like if we're 60 years old. But it was like 2009. Yeah, you know, the iPod wasn't even out yet, you no. know, and then the iPod Touch came out. And some weird MP3 like, players. Oh, this is the shit, you know, like, yeah. yo. But yes. I was that kid, man, in middle school who had that CD player with the Eminem curtain call CD track <laughs> yes! in it, you know? Same, same. You dude. had to make sure you didn't, you know, um, smack it because if not it would like make this it, it would make it, yeah, it, would, it would skip it yeah it would skip it you'd just be like oh no no stop moving it in your the old days of um the nintendo 64 having to blow on you know the game oh, it's just like oh it's not man. working you, know, you do you blow on it it's like all right good you smack that thing down and just Yo. so much little memories man like that and that's why honestly i i love you know coming back home for Fast, those for man. those little reasons of you know just really remembering your roots where you came from word um, so um uh we I I we've been we've been live chilling man introduce yourself Okay, so my name is Felix Rivera Franco. I am a active duty um, in the military. Started nice. out here in Kissimmee, Florida. I was born in Maya West, Puerto Rico. Word. Uh, I am 26 years old. Um, really, nothing too crazy about me, man. I come from a humble Hispanic family. Um, everything about me is all full Puerto Rican. You know, we have those typical yeah. traditional, you know, family get-togethers and all those things. And word. And yeah, you know. Um, Really, really always really loved education. I'm a little bit of a geek. I'm a nerd. You know, people kind of make fun of me. So we'll get into those topics, you know, too as well. We could talk (laughs) aliens, whatever you want. I agree with shit. But yeah, man, that's that's basically me. Um I'm really, really happy to be here. Thank you for having me on this man. And dude, of course. It's more than a pleasure to be able to sit in someone's podcast, but actually someone that you used to sit in high school with. Literally. And it's like sit next to each other and do what we're doing right now. Exactly. But we used to get in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) And so now we're here, you know, like, wow, you know, how times have changed and and we're here, you know. And it's been, dude, it's been a it's been a ride. It's it's been a fucking ride. Um when How I, I didn't lose my train. I'm just trying. No, no, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. Figure, trying to yeah, figure yeah, out how to say yeah, this. Yeah. How does it feel to move like to move out of somewhere like where we where we're at in Kissimmee, right. like so relaxing and chill to be right. put in a, a a hostile environment? Right. I is think that, like just a feeling. And how do you mentally prepare yourself to get something like that? Because I just been dying to ask you. Yeah, I think these are. <laughs> I think these are really good questions, man. Because when people start a sort of um, journey or they start a sort of career. Um, they start a sort of profession. It doesn't have to be just the military, mm-hmm. but simply getting out of what I like to call your your little nucleus, you know, your little yes. nest that people are like, you know, I have everything here. My mom and dad are in the area, the local Word. store, you know, that little bubble that we you. live in. And when you truly get out of it, and a perfect example of this is when you go to college, you know, people okay. are embarking on a new different journey. They're moving to a whole new state, that whole stuff. It's, it's different. 
it's it's getting you out of your comfort zone. It's getting you out that you're embarking on like, wow, life is about to change yeah. for the good, you know, and yeah, for, for many facts. perspectives. For me, changing the focus a little bit over, um, at 18, I, I knew I wanted to go to the military. Nice. I knew that okay. that's what I wanted to do. However, I fully admit that I wasn't as maybe prepared mentally to accept the fact that the journey entailed me probably never coming back for a long time Feel you. Um, and truly yeah. leaving, you know, the Kissimmee area, truly leaving the Florida area, Orlando and, and accepting the fact that you might lose touch with a lot of friends. You might mm-hmm. lose touch with even some close people you made friends with and That's facts. jobs and leaving those old patterns of you, those old habits. And you're essentially Whew. being who you said that you were going to be. You you are, if you said that you were going to be a doctor, then you're embarking on a journey that is going to make you want to work to the highest level and potential that you can. So again, relaying it back over, um, going to basic training, that was, that was an eye opener. You know, 18, I I had a part-time job at Publix, you know, right down the road. I can tell you for, you you don't know what he looks like, (laughs) <laughs> but you will. He used to not look the way he use, does now. When yeah. I tell you, this guy has went through a transformation. I appreciate it, man. Yo, for a fact, like you inspire. I'm like, damn, where's my summer body? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No, facts. I, I, you work hard. Um, how do you stay so freaking committed? So part of this, man, is um, it kind of goes into the purpose, you know, that, mm-hmm. that effort that you really want to. Okay that you want to be committed to. Um, I guess what really stayed in my mind engraved was that if I'm leaving where I came from to go do something that I've always envisioned doing, and I don't know where it's going to take me. Um, I don't know how far it's going to take me. I don't know how impacting, how demanding it's going to be. You can sit down and dream all day on, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to do this. But when it comes to yeah. actually sitting down and doing it and applying it, you're, you're, you're now in the middle of the grind. That's okay. what I want to call it, the grind. The grind. The, the grind. grind. And you know, many, many people don't really realize that because that is where you face yourself. Oh my and God. That is where you truly define your potential and your, and your, and your, your potential, listen, your potential truly depends on how far you're willing to take yourself. If you're, if you're not willing to take yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're, you're not going to know how much potential you truly had. So with the focus and really how I did things, you know, I'm no different from, from many of these other uh, people that we see today, like David Goggins, extremely, extremely motivational and driven people that I yes. myself look up to. Yeah. I look up to those people, you know, members like Joe Rogan, um, people also in the special operations community where I come from mm-hmm. that instilled that drive in me, instilled that motivation in me that you will continue to keep going because if you don't, you're wasting your potential. Yeah. And that's, and to oh, me, and dude. to me, that to me, that was a gut check um, in the military because uh-huh. it was, you know, do I want to continue doing maybe this particular job for a certain amount of time and just call you up? This is all I want to do. Or do I want to challenge myself? Do I want to go try out for something higher? Do I want to go, you know, take my career in, in realms that I'm like, I have no idea where this is going to take me, but I just want to do it because if I don't, I don't want to live in the what if, or man, what would have been if I would have gave that a shot? Instead of telling people I didn't do it because I wasn't sure what it was going to do for me or what was on the other side. And the truth of the matter is this, is that you truly don't know what's on the other side. You know, people can, like I said, I relay, I relay a lot to, you know, careers just to give a little bit more of a, 
you know, a context for people to relate to mm-hmm. being a doctor or, yeah. you know, people who go be engineers, yeah. um, nurses or whatever, paramedics and firefighters. They have an idea of what they're going to be involved in and whatnot. But when yeah. you're in that reality of, man, you know, that potential trauma center that you're working in where you're saving lives every day, that's that, that's that grind area yeah. where everything you Whoa, did yeah. paid off for this particular literally moment. that that you, you are fulfilling your purpose you're fulfilling your purpose exactly and so i stayed committed because basically in a nutshell i i didn't want to you know i didn't want to let my parents down man Word. you know that's that's, Dude. that's the honest truth man Bro. i didn't want to let them down i wanted to <laughs> <laughs> the clapping no, and everything i love it but no, I, I, i'm the same way because i tell my mom all the time she she's the one that came to pick up my son she's she's the one that bought me this mixer yeah. she's when I am on that edge, she brings me back. She's like, listen, you got shit to do. Like, you're responsible. Like, she's always putting me in check. And I tell her, when I blow, I'm paying off your house. And you're going to be able to sit comfortably because you yeah. you made it possible. Yeah. Like, without it, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be the person that I am. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you in that aspect, man, that, you know, Everything I've done, everything I've put myself through, education, you know, being first-gen military in my entire family, um, you know, college graduate and all those things, the purpose behind it was, of course, I was behind that purpose. That was what yeah. I wanted to do. I Facts. knew I wanted to do that. And this is, the, this is simply the journey I chose to take that I wanted to be successful in. Yeah. I don't tell people you need to go to the military and you need to do this because no. that is where success is at. No, because you deserve to choose what path is the one that you want, that you want to see yourself successful in. For me, for gems, me, bro. For me, it just means that I, I chose this and this is what I grew in and this is yeah. how I was able because I envisioned it, you know? Yeah. Just like somebody, again, who can go be a real estate agent or whatever and they want yeah. to go do that. This is what they see themselves being successful in. Yeah. So for me, that bottom little... Uh, in a nutshell, was the essence of you know my parents. You know that was that was that I wanted to. They put so much work in coming from Puerto Rico to moving into Florida. Yeah, um, we we had pretty That's much not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Whew. You know, my dad started out as a dishwasher. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom had the luck of being able to stay within her work of banking and stuff like that. Yeah. But those were things that really inspired me to, it's not because oh no I don't want to be like them. No no no. It was more so you know they they put in all this work to get me here where I'm at in life. And at a minimum, what I can do as a, as a human being, at a minimum, mm-hmm. for those two human beings, at a minimum, the only way that I know that I can at least pay them back is through succeeding. Yes. And that, and that is regardless of what path it is. It, whether, if it, whether if it was the military, whether if it was being a teacher, whether if it was being you know a martial arts teacher or a truck driver or whatever. Yes, but you had to try your fucking hardest and, <laughs> yeah. and be your best, the best you can be. Right. And that is for them. And, and that's what I, I go into say. I, I say that a lot is your purpose in life is to just leave the life better than it was yesterday. 100%. That, that's it. Like, figure that out. 100%. And how 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 you can make people better and 100%. happy? <laughs> I um and it's coincidence you bring that. I actually um wrote that in the book. Nice, um, really? I, yeah, I wrote something like that <laughs> along the book. Um, and I'm trying to remember it right now, because um, you know we're we're in this chain of thought of all purpose and effort. And I remember that I wrote your purpose isn't to please everyone in the world. A- along the way, you're going to come across obstacles. You're going to come across you know people who you're not going to be able to work with the best because you just simply have, you know, work dynamics, they're different, you know, personalities and whatnot. But your purpose is to go after what it is that you feel most passionate about. And that is your purpose in being able to give it effort 
your effort in hopes of it making a better future for somebody else. That is what that is what purpose entails. If you notice, people who do these careers, who do these professions, who mm-hmm. do these other things, again, it doesn't matter what career profession you have, you will find across the board that people genuinely enjoy doing something greater for other people. That's fact. And that is to be able that to, whether fact. it's I like helping people or I like, you know, being involved with people, people who are therapists, they like helping people. It, it's, it stems down when you remove all of that profession. They're this PhD, just nerds, you know, <laughs> you, you name it, rocket scientists, people who yeah. can tell you how far the moon is from here in March, some, some shit like that. You know, but you know, and and they have a thing is that they want to be able to make an impact. They want to be able to, you know, affect humanity. They want to be able to just make a greater future for, for other people to fill in those shoes and be like, this is where I left it at. Now it's your turn to take the brains and take it as far as you can. That's man. That's bro. That's fracking fucking gems. That's why you need to pick up your book. What is your book actually called? We haven't said, we haven't said the title yet. So the book is called The Effort. Okay. And the subtitle under that is Your Reminder to Never Abandon Your Effort. Uh-huh. So that goes exactly with, you know, what we're talking about of having purpose and effort. And I've been working on it now for about 6 years. Nice. Um I nice. chose I've always wanted to write a book, always have, always like, have. It it was like it needed It was it was always right. something that I knew That's I wanted cool. to do. I would tell my parents, I'm going to write a book one day. And <laughs> they're like about what yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> my, my, i'm talking to my dad to this day he was like you know i still remember the day you told me you're gonna write a book i thought you were tripping you know Yo, that's but awesome. now he's over here like now you're actually fucking doing it Yo. and i'm over here like what the fuck you know so yeah it's, and your cover it's, looks bad i appreciate it man i appreciate <laughs> it so the effort really is a book that it encompasses not only an autobiography of my journey mm-hmm. what i've done in the military how it all started you know that whole thing of in a nutshell doing those things of going out and embarking on a journey. Yes. And then the mixture, the kicker to this is that the book transitions into being able to provide experiences that I had throughout my career, whether if they were on deployments, whether if they were on trainings, missions, um, lessons that I had to learn. Because again, I'm I'm not perfect. So there, uh, there, were, there were major failures that I had. And I admit that in order for you to become a successful person and in order for you to grow, you need to fail. Yeah. And I emphasize that's, those things in the book, and that's where it gives that little bit of that that twist that we see, where the book is not only having an autobiography, but the book also has a different realm to it, where you can say, "Wow, this is this is very applicable to me." And so right. I, I I write Whoa. something in the book that people hopefully can pick things that are you know you're not going to maybe uh, apply everything yourself mm-hmm. on it into that book. You're not going to be able to relate. That's fine. But maybe there are some things in there that you can take and be like, man, I can, I can relate to this or I can apply this to myself that can hopefully help me, you know, reaching my personal destiny. And that's where Dude. the culminating part of the book is of where, you know, okay, cool. You got that autobiography. Cool. You got that. We got it where you come from, all those things, all you did, you know, great. Awesome. And now we're turning it into more of that. I, I want to call it, you know, that, that mental health, you know, like yeah. pushing you to get like, you know, go like, yes, go. Like yes. you spoke about your dreams. You spoke about this. You spoke about that. Go. Your dreams are waiting on you. And so I utilize my experiences in a way of being able to hopefully inspire people to go reach your highest potential, to go read the things that I wrote. And hopefully they stick to you in something where they said, you know, if it wasn't for this book, I probably wouldn't have gone to do this. And it comes from just somebody who simply wanted to make a, an effort on publishing something really nice that people can be able to be like, wow, this is, this is, 
this is nice. This this is dope. You know, this is something that is hopefully, again, any profession can pick up. You're a teacher. Cool. You're a doctor. Cool. Cool. You're a real estate agent. Cool. Nurse, everything. You don't need to be in the military to read the book. The book is written by somebody in the military. And that's my profession. That's what I devote to. But what I write in there has a purpose. And that purpose is that you need to understand that to a certain extent, I wrote in one of these chapters, Mm -hmm. you need to know when is failure truly acceptable? Understanding that failure is never an option. Failure is never an option. Yes. You don't, you don't ever Ooh, plan. Okay. You don't plan to fail. You know. Yeah. No. You don't, you don't plan to go forward on this. I'm going to go do this, this objective or whatever, and yeah. I'm, and I'm going to fail. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't say that. You know. <laughs> but when you do fail, the beauty of failure is that it teaches us where to grow. One hundred. Because if you keep, if you you keep, if you keep, if you keep winning, you know, you keep succeeding, you're not really growing. No. Because you don't know what it is to fall down and get yourself back up and heat that high pinnacle point yes. that you want. Yeah. And and that's where you really, really find what you're made of as, as, as a yeah. person. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's essentially the book a little bit um in a nutshell. I don't want to give it I don't want to give it off, you know, too much. It'll be coming out in June, July of 2023. Nice. Next summer. Okay. So I want to offer you um my studio to record the audio audio version of your book. Oh, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like, let I, me know whenever I, you're that, ready. That would be awesome, man. Yeah. Of course. I would love to do that. Fucking let me know when you're ready. That's, we can do um, that shit. I really appreciate that. Wow. I'm, I'm, you have I'm you heard spe- of a cast? I'm, I'm speechless, man. You know, because no. like, it's like, you know, those are one of the things that I was like, you know, I want to um, narrate the book, but it was like, I'm going to have to find, you know, a studio, do something and whatnot. I, I feel that. And studios are expensive for yeah. no, like, yeah. They, 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 not, not for no reason because it takes a lot, a long time, but you know, I'm mean, really, I'll do, I'll, I'd but. love that, man. I'd love that. And I'll, and I'll do that too as well. I think it's really, um, one of the, the kickers to this is that, you know, with the book coming out, yes, I will be releasing it in the English version and then the second part to it will be in Spanish. Nice. And that will be called El Esfuerzo, which also oh, means, oh, oh. you know, the effort. Oh. And the purpose of that was to be able to, understand that i come from a hispanic background yeah. and being able to put something out there to my culture you know my my demographic and people it's truly just as Im- impacting where it's yes. just like man like this the, this guy is you know he's a hispanic he's a latino he started out you know as as something and and just really wanted to make something good for himself yeah and so that was and that. from a marketing perspective Fucking oh, yeah. genius. You know, it has Fucking genius. <laughs> give, give a little bit more outreach, you know, as well. And then as far as for the audio book, um, my my twist to this was that typically nothing against this, you know, people have their their books narrated by someone else and whatnot. Yeah. But I think all the time. But I think really an appealing um feeling to people who like audiobooks like me. I love audiobooks. Yeah. Have you read have you heard, have you read the Will Smith book? Yes. That have was you, a really good book. And the audio is so okay, it's impacting. In oh my god, very impacting. Inspiring the music. I was yeah. like, yo, there's scores in this audiobook. Yeah, come on, very impacting. And yes. so I think that that is a really really good twist to the book of being able to say, I'm going to listen to the audiobook of the effort, but it is the person who wrote it. Yes, and I feel like that's where you can hit sort of certain keynotes mm-hmm. in the book where you can apply your emotion in areas that you know that you want to emphasize. Yes, that people sir. can be like, man, it feels like I'm, Felix. Felix is really talking to me, you know, and that's what I want. Yeah, but, and and that's what we what we're going to create right. exactly. with your audio book. Exactly, Fact. and so that is 
something that I want to be able to, to do where people can be able to read the book, regardless if you're reading it from the hardcover or digitally or, you know, in the audiobook, that it feels nice. like you were having a conversation with the author. That's and that awesome. is one thing That's that I've always appreciated in other books as well that people have written where when I read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, man, mm-hmm. I, I I truly felt like he was talking to me. Nice. And and that's what I, I like. I feel you. That's what I like. That raw, uncut, you know, unfiltered text in the book. And exactly how the yes, book sounds sir. is exactly how he feels yes. and how he speaks on yeah, podcast. Pretty much. Well. Yeah. yeah. When you hear him on Joe Rogan, man, people say he's too intense. For me, man, music uh, to my ears. Need it. He's, he's man, that dude is, he's, he's a machine. Yes. You know, machine. Bro. Oh my god! Um, little sip break, mm-hmm. dude. So, when so you you're in the military, but it's not it's not you 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 really want to emphasize it's not exactly who you are. Like yeah yeah because. It's what you sound to me is you you're one hundred percent an author. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, you have the weird, awesome mind of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. creative as fuck. <laughs> Bro, what we did before? Yeah. Creative as fuck. I've never had an idea like that. I'm like, damn, that's I'm gonna start doing that now yeah, to that's promote. In, that's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I love Jesus that. Christ, where have you been? Yeah. yeah. Dude, so it's awesome. I guess with that particular, you know, topic of, you know, um, it's it's not that I'm not, you know, like saying like, no, I'm not part of the military. No. no, 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 no. It's just I think everybody has their true, you know, identity outside of their jobs and their profession. That's facts. You know, who I am in the military, I love it. You know, I, I truly love it. It's helped me grow into who I am. It's humbled me. It's it's given me the opportunities that I've always wanted to have. And it all comes from me putting in the effort to simply, if I wanted something, the military wasn't going to give it to you until you put in the effort and it was yes. rewarded to you. Damn. You know, that's that's how it is where things aren't given to you on a beautiful golden platter, you know, like here you go. It's everything's like, no, 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 no. You're you're gonna work for it. Yeah. And, and you're gonna you you're gonna get hard. there. You're gonna get there, but you're gonna work for it. And um that's awesome. I guess where I go with this particular topic is that I try to tell people too as well is that you should have a being able to connect with yourself. Yes. You know, you got to be able to connect with yourself, man. And outside of your job, outside of your profession, that's good. That's your role. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Great. You're great at it. You have great colleagues and whatnot. But all that aside, eventually the career is going to end. Eventually yeah. you're going to have to retire. Eventually you're going to hang up the gloves. And this goes to, again, every profession. At some, every, point, in, yeah. at some point in time, you're going to no longer be, you know, that nurse or that doctor or whatever. My, my ears are going to give out eventually. And you're going to have to. And that's to, all I, that's the only thing I use. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so those are things that you have to really come to terms with yourself on saying that, you know, yes, like sir. it's important to be connected with yourself and really find yourself throughout the process. And this brings me to such a valid point, And I'm glad that we're, we're touching on this topic too as well, yes. because identity, your career, your progression, who you are, all those things, you know, and who you are outside of that, they all relate to the journey. And so many people are, including myself, I'd, I'd, I'd speak on, you know, myself too as well on this and I'll, and I'll put a good perspective behind this is that when, if you notice when you want something, you focus on the, you focus on the destination. Yes. You focus on that is the point I need to get to. And then that's where I feel like I've made it. You know, I feel you. But then yeah. people forget that the most beautiful part 
is the journey there. Yes. That's the, the pathway there. That is the most beautiful part. That The destination is just the final fuel of like, you know, what your hard work and your efforts made you. That is the gift to you. And so I try to tell people sometimes live in the journey, man, live in the journey. You know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of photos. I love taking photos, man, yes. because that is sometimes the only way that you can stop time and you can truly Ooh. look back at, you know, something that's, that's like, man, yeah. I remember that, that moment. I remember that exact moment when I took that photo, I was having a coffee here and here and yeah. here at this time. And maybe <laughs> I, maybe I had been going through a breakup. Maybe I had been going through something, but it was a really genuine time. And so for anyone, you know, who listens to this or who is in a very, very, very complex and demanding journey, give yourself credit where it's due. Take the photos, man, along the journey. You're going to look back and oh, you're going to be like, man, like, that's who I was 10 years ago. Look at me, looking like a little nerd, you know, yeah. busted haircut, you know, everything's Facts. struggling and all the books that you had to read and whatnot. Bro. But bottom line of this is it's okay, and it's happened to me before, where I get so focused on the destination solely. Yeah, the tunnel vision. You know, you get the tunnel, tunnel vision. You, you get tunnel vision, and you know that's the only thing you focus that's on. That's how but, I spent most of this year, but stressing you, the fuck out and not enjoying all the shit that I was learning. And then you forget that the most rewarding and beautiful part of the journey is you being in that pathway to reaching that goal. Facts. That that is where you're truly living. And the final point is, you can't tell. You can't tell me that when you reach this goal, it's when you're going to start being happy. No. You already set yourself up for failure with that. Yeah. You already set yourself That's up for failure by telling from. yourself, when I, when I reach this major point in my career, that is when I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be the most happy person <laughs> in the world and whatnot. <laughs> so you're telling me that, you know, however long it takes you, five, eight, ten years, that you're going to be miserable until you achieve that goal. What yeah. if you don't achieve it? Literally, what happens then? What if you don't achieve it? What if you don't live to those, you know, eight, ten years or we're not part of the journey? Something happens out of your hands. Yeah. You just chose to be miserable. Literally. So... Overall, live in that journey, live in the process, you know, enjoy the process, enjoy the grind. I know it's easier said than done, of course, because some people have, have professions, athletes, college athletes, Ooh. NFL players, their days maybe start at three, four, 5 a.m. Yeah. They're conditioning, you know, one night it's like, Rico, how are you going to tell me that I'm supposed to be happy living in the journey, waking up at three, four, 5 a.m.? Got it. That's realistic because I hate waking up early too as well. Fact. But at some point, pause on a weekend, on a rest day that you have or days that you have for yourself and just tell yourself, man, it's been a wild ride. You know, it's been, this is, this is, this has been dope so far, you know, and just re re reminding yourself and telling yourself like, you know, this has a purpose, this is going somewhere and, and it's going to be fine and I'm going to, and I'm going to make it. Yeah. And you're going to make it's it. Gonna be okay. And you have to look at that. You are where you're at today. So you have to accept today for what it is. And you have to appreciate today because you don't even know if tomorrow's going to actually happen. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That, exactly. Yeah, and fuck. <laughs> and when, when you really, like, like you said, if you want to live your life miserable until you meet your goal, yeah. not to be dark and not to be tongue-in-cheek, but mm -hmm. Chester Bennington, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. William Robbins, yeah. or Robin Williams, yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking Anthony Bourdain, list goes on yeah. of these people that are super famous and have made it. Yeah. And internally, they were never happy. They were never, ever happy because they focused on the destination. Yeah. 
And it's unfortunate, you know, a little bit too as well. You know, bless their hearts, man, because Chester no. Chester Bennington, man, he was one of my favorite, you know, Lincoln artists Park? too as well, man. Lincoln Park, man, listening to that in high school. When you know. people still listen to my music to this day, they're like, I hear a little Lincoln Park in there. I'm like, yeah. can't let it go. Yeah, I can't <laughs> let it go either, man. At the gym, I'm still listening to Meteora, you know, Ooh. Minutes to Midnight, you know, all those those bangers, man, Bro, that you grew up you listening to skateboarding with and whatnot. <laughs> You know, I can't fade. You know, all those things. It's just really. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, g- getting ready in the morning, listening to Breaking the Habit, you know. Oh, my God. Dude. Those were my jams, man. I really love them. Really, really love them. Yeah. Literal legendary. What They are they considered classic rock yet? Not yet, but I'm getting They're to you. They're going to be. At some point, you know, I, I guarantee you probably our kids when they grow up are going to go, who's Linkin Park? And I'm going to be like, oh, sit down. I need a, I need a, I need I need a culture. You this one. This is going to be dope. With uh, Sleeping With Sirens. You yes. Know, listen, yes. Going to Warp Tour. Going to House of Blues. You know, Dude, thinking those were, the, those were the places that brought me so much nostalgia that I actually rode my motorcycle um, to the other days just to see. And it's just like, man, like how crazy, how you know, at least here in central Florida, man, things have changed so much. Yes. Um, infrastructure, construction, traffic, this, and eight years ago, since I've been gone, that really wasn't a, a major thing. And now you go back to some of those places and they don't even look the same. And it's just like, man, like I was, I was here in high school and this is how I used to look. And then kind of makes you feel old. It does. (laughs) It's a little culture shock. Yeah. I feel old. I'm like, it used to not be like this. All this traffic needs to go back to where (laughs) it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I remember how easy it was to travel through here. You make it anywhere a couple of minutes. Now this reminds me of um, that cartoon courage, the coward of the dog with the old man. When he's driving by, he's like stupid dog. You know, and it's you just make like, me look bad. Yeah, it's like you know, you you um, what was I gonna say? You you like tell yourself like you know, I'm gonna be happy and peacefully when I grow up. And you're 32, grumpy and old. Grumpy and as well. never used to be like this. You you're know, right? not what what do we call ourselves? Elder emos. Elder emos. That's who we are. Yeah. What can we do, bro? That's that's funny. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. That's hilarious, man. So what's uh, what's your favorite band? I would say, ooh, that's a that's a hard one. <laughs> it is. It depends on my mood, but I would okay. definitely say I have my days where I listen to some crazy heavy metal stuff when I'm at the gym. You know, I like to listen to rap, of course, too, as well. Yeah. But a band that I can never let go of that are in my top three for sure, for sure, Linkin Park. That's for sure. They um speaks to me on so many levels, man. If I want to, you know feel like I was young in middle school and whatnot, I'll go yeah. ahead and blast on yes. Meteora, you know, things like that. Listen to those classical ones. Um, as far as for my second one, man, I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Kill Switch Engage. Yo, like, like yeah. Kill Switch Engage. Oh, man. that punk, man. Yeah, man. You know, those bands in my curse, you know, um, there's also, what is that other song also too as well? Um, uh, the, the Arms of Sorrow. That's also another really nice song by Killswitch Engage. So those are some of my favorite bands, man, like that. Um, I do love classic rock too as well. I'm always, it's funny because I don't know about you, but when you were little, you'd hear your parents blasting, you know, like classic, you know, Bon Jovi and yeah, things like that. All the time. And you're just like, you know, man, turn that shit off. You Literally, know, like bro, whatever. Don't yeah, stop and believing now, in what, mom? Yeah, Stupid. And, then, and then now you're over here in the car, you know, like blasting, you know, like Guns yeah. N' Roses, you know, things all like that. Leonard Skinner photograph, you know, you're just like, Aerosmith is one yeah. of like, all. Huh. Oh yes, man! One of my favorite songs from him, um, "Jaded." You know, it's Ooh. like, my yeah, fucking rock. Rock needs jaded. Ma- rock's making his little comeback. I think it is. It is. I think, um, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of bands that we grew up with listening to, like Slipknot. 
you yeah. know, um, great, 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 great successful bands, man. Great successful bands. Um, Corey Taylor, you know, he was a great vocals guy, but then yeah. Slipknot started breaking off a little bit when, you know, people started dying in the band. You know, mm-hmm. the, the bassist, he unfortunately passed away, you know, substance abuse. Um, and Joey Jordison passed away too as well. So the drummer, and it's kind of like, you know, the band's had a good moment in your life yeah and it's like now it's like well that's just a memory and and it's and it's changing you know but like then Corey taylor started doing stone sour really good band oh i need to get more into them to be honest really good band i like them you know they've been dropping a lot of good songs and i kind of i've I've stayed with them man. i've stayed in touch yeah too as well with them also which is another you know band grow up with the two oh disturbed you can never you know oh my god those, yes. that's, that's the classic you know that's the classic you know now you, their new their newer songs are really good yeah so they've actually dropped a new album and i've been listening to it as nice. well yes. and they you know they they <laughs> drop you know some good stuff they drop some good stuff in there too as well it's kind of like wow this is the this is the disturbed i know you yeah know? It, makes you, it makes you feel disturbed <laughs> right yo but, i feel that i feel that I guess let's see my last one, mm-hmm. um, last band that I really, really, really don't get tired of. You know, listening to. Oh, bring me the horizon, dude. That band I was gonna say, and that that that, that one's been in my head. And that was probably the one I was gonna probably say. Bring me the horizon, man, dude. Bring me the horizon. I've seen them three times. Nice, three times. I saw them. I saw yeah. them one time here in Florida at the uh, Warp Tour with a friend okay. in high school, and then the other two times I saw them in Washington in Seattle. Yeah, those those were. Anger days, man. Like those were wow, dude. That's like, cool. That was when they um uh they were still playing Sempaternal, mm-hmm. and um then they had dropped that album too as well, the new one. And it's it's you beautiful. caught them in the yeah, in their I prime. Caught them, I caught them oh. in their prime, man. Before they changed a little bit, you know. And that's I, but I still rock with it. I still rock with it too as well, man. But there's nothing that hits, you know, um like that song, you know, because you're telling me I'm all you. Oh see. man, that's mine and my girl's song. Uh, so you can drag me through. Hell. Bro, I remember song. covering that song, that song on Instagram, like so. Yeah, years those ago. Are really, you know, those songs, man, like they're really nice, and it truly showed how like creative they can be. Everybody yeah. saw Bring Me the Horizon as a band that was like you know heavy, 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 heavy. No. And they were, man. They yes. they were because they, I was in those conversations. I was like, oh, shit, dude, I don't think I'm gonna make it yeah. out of this one. You know, Ch- Chelsea smiles. Yeah, man. And... You know, those are some deep dark Ooh. stuff. You know, people in there battling their demons. I used to, well, but <laughs> with their fists. <laughs> yeah, literally on each other's faces. Literally, literally, oh, man. But literally. the fucking mosh pits were so fun. It was fun, man. Those <laughs> were fun. So I got to see them in Washington twice, man. And, That's fun. And you know, he had changed a lot. Yeah. Um, got to meet him. Got to shake. His hand and everything, nice. and, and yeah, man, he's the typical, you know, like European bands. It's just like they're they're another day at the office for them. To us, it's kind of like you know, oh my gosh, you know, they're, yeah. they're just like, and they're like, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah, that's my guitar, dude. You know, whatever. It's like, are you ready for the show? And it's just like, dude, I'm gonna have a stroke when you play Yo, at the guitar. Literally, you know? have faint. But that's yeah. what I love about those band guys. Is I met we've they're they're really just they're really for their crowd and for their their fans yeah like, they really are they're very you know active and interactive i as remember well. like they, they, they'll go play and then get off for the next band and they're in the crowd with us like oh, yeah. hanging out listening oh yeah 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 I, they'll, they'll like, take apart the drum set and go put it in the crowd you know and, bro and you, it too you were well. were you you were there at the at the Fever three three three. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, man. It, bro. Was, it was crazy. Yo, how do we miss each other? I don't know, man. Because I was, it's, I it's, remember being in the little circle. Like I, I was, right watch, I was watching it too as well. Yo. I was there, man. I was just like, this is insane. They were like, f- when it came to Let Live, Jason Butler in specifically. Yeah, 
I think they're my, they're my number one. Yeah? Let, Let Live is yeah? my number one. Let Live. That's a good one. I, I, I always said I wanted to get um from their song Lemon Party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell my proudest secrets. I always wanted to get it tatted somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, man, I, I don't know why that line speaks to me to this fucking day. It's been like 10, 11 years. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good line, man. I really like that. I tell my proudest secrets. I like that. Damn. That's so much, you know, like... I get it, man, like just so much memories that you talk about music and it's crazy how music will literally bring you back to some of those um, moments in your life as a kid. It's just like, yeah, man, I grew up listening to this. I grew up doing that. I grew up this. If it wasn't for those shows, I wouldn't be right here because I remember it was Let Live that converted me. Yeah. Seeing them live for the first time, it was uh, the following Reverse concert. They came to Orlando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of bands like that too as well, Of Mice and Men. Oh. Man, those guys are, you know, back in the day, Memphis yeah, Mayfire. Man, those Ooh. guys were, man, those guys would get on the stage, man, at the House of Blues, man, and I would feel the floor shaking, dude. dude. Like, a, it felt like you were on an ocean Their wave. Bass man. Drops, like, oh, yeah, dude. Their bass would drop, man, oh, and man. it would just be like, you know, oh my God, when I don't it, know if I'm going to make it out of this one, no, dude. Like, yeah, no, dude. They, it came, when it came to the quality, they were the, like one of the most best, like, they sounded like they did they, on their album. Exactly, yes. They it sounded so just cool. like, you know, how they were on the CDs and whatnot, man. I'll never forget it when I saw them in, um, at the Hard Rock Cafe with a friend um sebastian i saw him nice. i saw of mice and men down there with a couple other bands too as well man and dude when they just came out like there's their silhouettes were on stage and people were already going crazy yeah. and you know all you hear is like dude yeah. and you're just like oh you're like, it's happening yeah dude you're just like oh i think i need to move like because it's a different and i've been to rap concerts and they're I, to be honest with you, haven't really gone to much rap don't concerts, go. Man, you know, too, as well. Don't I think, go. They're not I think, fun. I think if I were to go, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the music. I really do. Love, it's love, a vibe thing. It's, it is a vibe thing for sure. But I feel like I, um, if there was a concert of that genre of music that I would really, really, really enjoy seeing, too, as well, The weekend That'd be fire. That's a vibe. Fire, you know, that's yes. A, that's a vibe. I know when that man, you know, plays, I, I from what people have told me, it's an experience. Yeah. It is. It is beyond an experience, dude. He doesn't need auto tune, so he can sing. Wait, you remember line? the way he filmed the song "Blinding Lights"? Yeah, man? like you know, Bro. That, dude, that was just man, the beat. And here, and here goes back to my point of nostalgia, man. Like modern music with you know vintage beats, you know, like dude, that that's song. Like my, recently, that's been my shit. That song slaps really hard, man. It's just, it's just, it Yo. hits hard. It hits the, really hard. Word because, and that, that's cool that you say that because now you can hear what what they meant to do back in the day when it came to like disco and, yes. and rock. Yes. Now quality can catch up to what yes. they wanted it to sound exactly. like. And now they're here like, like no, this is what we've been doing, trying to do all the time literally. with music. And now here we are, this generation where we're here, this is badass. Literally. You know, this is great. This well, is amazing. I heard a, a fact that um, our generation and late and our generations after ours have better musicians and singers yeah because they're used to everything being so processed and pitch perfect yeah so they they just know like nah, that's out of key you're doing it wrong yeah you be, this, this is way. how you do it yes it's supposed to sound cleaner like this yeah like, oh. it's just innovating man that's just evolve, crazy making music evolve fucking went from six string to eight string guitars there's ten string guitars and now we got people playing you know double guitars and shit yeah. and it's like shit dude like, you know these people <laughs> so shit man so you, you uh you, you you traveled a lot mm -hmm. where where you been <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i have traveled quite a few a little bit man majority of course it's been with you know with the military and yeah and i like this topic a lot about traveling and i figured i could expand a little bit on it more um 
leaving from Florida, uh, I got to travel a lot within the United States too as well, you know, places like Georgia. Um, but my first duty station was definitely a really, really unique experience. It was in Seattle, again, in Washington. Okay. So it was in Fort Lewis. Um, it was really nice, about 40 minutes away from downtown nice. Seattle. And it was a very, very, very unique experience because that was the furthest I have ever been um, across the country like that. You that know? makes sense. The, the Pacific yeah. Northwest. A completely I, haven't been out, I haven't been off of the East Coast, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so and again, then you understand, you know, when you break that shell, you're just like, you know, wow. I've like, been to Colorado is, once. That's a beautiful state. Beautiful. That's a beautiful state. <laughs> beautiful state. Nature, the mountains, all that stuff. I want hiking. But yeah, I love hiking. And so Washington really opened my horizons up nice. to exploring more out there, man. And it was like it, it, a Word. unique experience about Washington is that it's very moody majority of the time. Now, let me explain what I mean about moody. Okay. You know, it's kind of always overcast and muggy. Okay. You know, I've heard of the time, you know, like that, like kind of like that depressive vibe a little yeah. bit. You know, you watch those movies on TV that are very gray and gloomy the all the time. And stuff yeah no that shit is real you know the that ozarks shit is, yeah oh great fucking show <laughs> we gotta touch on that but yes that exact same vibe of ozark where it's got that blue numb filter in it yes. and whatnot and that is essentially a sunny beautiful day in washington <laughs> and you know you have your summer you know which is nice and everything beautiful nice it's hiking clear skies right there you can see mount rainier it's gorgeous nice. the north cascade mountains the orcas all those things but after that you start approaching, you know, the end of summer, man, you're back to the gloomy days where it's just oh, man. cloudy gray skies, man. And that's considered, you know, sunlight, you know, and it's like, it can be very depressing a little From bit. From going to Florida, the sunniest of all yes. sun. Hot conditions. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Humidity. Yes. Even when they're. Even when it's cold, there's still humidity. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a really, really, really cool, like unique experience because Yo. of course the new friends that I had made, you nice. guys remember my, that first duty station was my first like official place away home, away from home. Damn. You know, that was that. And I mean, a flight ticket back was expensive, but I was making it back, you know, every, every year to visit my family. Yeah, hell yeah. Now. That's but, awesome. But the, but the cool experience that I had about being in Washington, man, that I loved was the amount of exploring and hiking that you can do out there nice. was just so unreal man um <sighs> some of these sceneries that you can't you can't you can't see them in florida bro man. i have flowers on my table because i don't have enough green around me like <laughs> yeah it's and that's the thing it's it's called you know the, the evergreen state so awesome. you know so it's it's really nice that area however very wet and you know rainy mm -hmm. and stuff like that but outside of that when you remove those things and you can truly explore and whatnot Man, downtown Seattle, that, that city alone is an experience. That city has so much history behind it. Movies that were filmed out there. I Carly. I, I, I Carly. I got to I got to go visit the house where um Grey's Anatomy was filmed Whoa. at in Cary that's, Park. That's cool. Yeah, in Cary Park. And that park literally oversees the whole Seattle area. Nice. And you can see the skyline and you can take these photos out there that you're just like, man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Dude. It's gorgeous. You know, the Puget Sound. Um, Alki Beach, all these beautiful areas. Vancouver, Canada is a four-hour drive up for the winter oh, for the Winter man. Olympics. So those were really, really nice experiences, man, that I got to really appreciate over there of exploring, wow, this is, you know, this is life outside of home. You know, this is this is what it's like to go to a new state, a new everything, and just being able to explore so much different things. New foods. Washington has a big um a population of people from, you know, Asian, Asian ethnic okay. backgrounds. Ooh. So a lot of Philippines, a lot of Vietnamese, you know, a lot oh, of Indonesian tough. and stuff like that. So real so, authentic so, pho. Yeah, really and... good pho, man. It was delicious. And matter of fact, now that you mentioned that pho, I didn't have that until I got to Washington. I didn't really? even know what that was, man. <sighs> 
So I was like, what is this? And so now I had it and now I love it. It's yeah. you know, and if you need and if you see now, it's pretty common to be found down here in Florida. Yeah. It's pretty found in North Carolina where I'm at right now, you know, and it's 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 Word. delicious. But that's what I'm talking about, that culture and the experiences of experiencing different things yes. of just, you know, like, wow, like, you know, this is, this is cool. And you grow, you know, you grow a lot and you, yeah. you begin to truly experience what life is. But for me, the most, the most beautiful part of Washington was just the sceneries, man, was just the hiking, was just all like the doing runs up there, 10 Ks, 15 Ks, you know, just marathons, these mm. beautiful scenery, man, mountainous terrains. And it's just like, wow. Um, Dude, that's, oh, that sounds the snow so too as well. Cool. But it's it's a state, you know, and to finish off this point on Washington, um, it's a state where it doesn't really snow um, too much like that. It, it's not like, you know, Montana. It's not like New York where okay. you have blizzards. It has snowed before, but it's not something where it's going to be, I'm in seven feet of snow. No, 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 no. It's not like mm-hmm. that. Um, let's see. Been to New Mexico. I did a marathon out there, uh, okay. the Baton Death March. That was really nice. Albuquerque, just the White Sands National Park, Fucking man. Breaking it, Bad territory. Yeah, man, just like that, man. Like, you know, like raccoons are out there waving at me and is shit. It, and is, it, a, is it really that orange? Man, it is gorgeous. Really? Yes. Yes. So I will tell you from my travels that I've done in the U.S., man, like, um, you know, places of New Mexico um, and all those beautiful, gorgeous areas, mm-hmm. man, the golden hour hits different over there. That's crazy. The golden hour hits different over there. And I'm sure there's many people who can advocate to this as well. Um, Sedona, Arizona, those areas that yes. are just beautiful canyon areas, man. The golden hour is just gorgeous. Damn. Some of the training I've done out there, um, you know, rolling around in the Humvees and whatnot, and it gets cold. Um, but just seeing that beautiful orange goblet of fire dude in, in the sky <laughs> the sun and then you know casting over the canyons and whatnot you're driving on these two-lane roads yeah. that are just in the middle of nowhere yeah. but it has such a peaceful vibe to it man yeah. it almost is like you know the desert has its own beauty it yeah. really does so that was one of my favorite trips that i've done and i actually would like to go back to you know just drive through those areas because it's because it's nice man it's really that nice. sounds like that- it's really nice yeah. um in addition to that i would say well of course ro- rolling over to the east coast now too as well okay. um north carolina man it's it's nice you know it's okay. it's nice i like it one of my favorite cities now that i find myself going to almost all the time raleigh you know it's it's it's, it's, a, it's amazing man okay. yeah it's a, it's a dope vibe you know you got nc state unc a lot of the college games and everything over there mm-hmm. um it's really really good progressive city and it's grown so much Damn, we're, okay. um, compared to four years ago when i first got there um, yeah, you know, it had, I had a lot of opportunity. It was always a progressive city, but now that there's more projects, there's more business coming into it. There's more, you know, investing going on nice. in there and it's growing a lot and, you know, lots of bars and things like that, dude. Um, Charlotte is another really nice city too, as well that I enjoyed. Um, Georgia, beautiful state. I've, I've been to Georgia I've, uh, a couple of times. Beautiful state, man. Um, From what walking else? dead there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah the fields out Have there. Have you been you know? to the... To their little, to their little, uh, the towns and stuff that they have built. No, no, no. I haven't been to little towns where they had built. No, they, the the little Walking Dead towns. They're so real, dude. Really, they're real. They're like they like have businesses and people live there. Wow, and shit. that's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I've actually never I, cool. never. I never knew that. No, been to, I never knew that. Uh, Woodbury, I think it's called. 
No, you know, I, I'm telling you, I haven't gone. I'd like to go. So yeah. Um, what Check else? Also, out. you know, places like Virginia, nice. um, DC. You know, those were okay. things that I got to do as well. I've been to DC a quite a few times already, and I like it. Um, just like any other city, it's packed. You know, it has a lot of traffic flow and things like that. And but overall, it's a it's a really nice exp- experience because okay. I, t- I tell people to go to DC at least once or twice because it's one of those cities that when you do everything touristy in one day and you go back, then that's when you can truly enjoy it. So that's a little bit how I have felt towards some of the travels that I've done that I like to go back because even though I got to do the touristy things, this time I want to go back and do more of the local things. You know, I don't want to be on an agenda. I want to like, you know, I want to go to the local bars. I want to go here. I want to go there and everything compared to when you go to New York. Recently, I went to New York, man. Oh my gosh. Hectic, you know? I can't imagine. Hectic, 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 man. So much traffic, everything walking fast here and there and everything. And don't get me wrong, for me, it was an experience. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is... This is a lot Oof. to take in, yeah. you know, but beautiful, you know, beautiful. Rode yeah. a helicopter in Manhattan, nice. you know, got to see the scenery and you truly get to see from the top, like, well, this is, this is the concrete jungle, that you know, that everybody talks five. about, that everybody talks about, but that's, that's cool. but that's one of those cities as well that I've only been once and I'd like to go back and, um, experience it more at a local level with like, you know, we'll go to this bar, go to this restaurant, go to this place and whatnot, because you're so stuck on to, I got to do these specific touristy things to truly have that unique experience. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, that New York experience that they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, the pizza and everything. You can't do New York in one day. That's what people really say. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess relaying more towards outside of the country, um, you know, deployed to Iraq. I was okay. there in 2019. Okay. Um, so uh, on the way over there, I was stopped in a few countries, stopped in Germany for a little bit of a layover. Word. And then stopped in uh, Turkey too as well um, for a little bit of a layover, but didn't really have that much time to be able to go explore as I wanted to I because you. it's, you know, you're on a, you're on a different, uh, I would say you're just on a different flow. Let's call it that, you know, because you're trying to get somewhere. Um, Iraq was a was a very, 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 of course, what people say, you know, hot country, man. You know, you know, 119, 120, you know, 125, Ooh. you know, and it's it's Holy hot, man. Shit. It's hot. But the thing about it is that it's not a heat like over here in Florida, okay. where you know it's 90 degrees and you're melting. You know, it's okay. a dry heat over there. So it's a very, very desert saying. dry heat. There's not humidity. You know, you're not. Yeah, that, the, that, the fucking humidity that drowns you. Yeah. Out here in Florida, it's like you're suffocating. It's like, <laughs> yeah. the, it's like the humidity has got you in a chokehold. Literally. You know? <laughs> so yeah, compared to, you know, in, in Iraq or in the Middle East, it's different. You know, it's, it's a, it's a dry heat. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to sweat. Of course, you know, working out the yeah, gym, all those things and whatnot and everything. But again, it's very different. And it's, um. It's. I'm telling you, man. That was that was definitely a, a unique experience over there of just being able to get a little bit of culture, you know, a little bit of understanding, you know, Arabic, and really getting Word. you know the the history behind these countries in the Middle East, man. That even so have you, you you know um, Arabic? I would no, I definitely no. don't, man. No, it's, okay. it's hard. You I was know, to say it's it's hard. You know, I'm not fluent at all in Arabic or everything, but I am actually interested in wanting to be able to adapt that. Um, okay. and being able to, excuse me, be able to adopt it as a third language. Um, I would like to, so I would really, um, like to, you know, get back in classes of learning Arabic. Um, I really was fascinated by, again, the culture, just overall, like how much history is behind it yeah. and where I'm going. It's one with, of the oldest countries in abso- history. Absolutely. Yes. In the middle East. And so you begin to, once you, um, how do I explain this man? Um, going to the middle East was it it was a unique experience because what I mean by this is when you remove yourself from your job a little bit, okay. you know, okay, you got it, you're there on a deployment and whatnot, whatever. Yes. But you separate those things and you start learning about the history of 
what these countries have been through historically, yeah. you know, wars between each other, tribes, yeah. um, wars with other countries. These countries have been at war for forever, yeah. you know? And so you're just happening to be there in a small speck of time in history of being able to like, you know, I'm here to do a job. But historically, this region has been having their own internal conflicts for a long time. You know, tribes have been at it for each other, the Shiites and the Sunnis. You know, they are yes. very, very complex um, populations that are at war for things that sometimes we can't really, you know, steer it into our way because no. that's just how the region it, is. It's a, dark cultures are different. Yeah. yeah, dark cultures. You can't westernize an area that has had this, you know, historic way of life and being. Now, granted, the purpose of why we are there and whatnot is totally different from that because we are there combating terrorism you know yes. we're going after you know um you know terrorist groups leaders and whatnot so those yes. are things that are very important um as far as you know for for the mission and, and what you're doing but i did okay. bring back you know souvenirs and and things like that that i was going to bring back that are very important that i have them now in my office and it's like man you know these are these are very you know unique and beautiful things that i have with me that's you know awesome. like you know like some little figurines of samara those are beautiful things that's man, crazy. that are spoken of in the bible man yeah you know just that's like true. things like that you know the garden of eden that's yeah. this region in the world is is referred yeah. to it as that and that's like, fucking cool and it's like dude. man i'm walking yeah. you know on on what is being told as a biblical land. yeah that's holy land it's, it really is and exactly that's and that type of stuff, man, I'm, I'm a, I, I am a religious person. You know, mm -hmm. I have values um, and I do not enforce them or impose them on anybody at all. Word. Yeah. But, that's the first time you've, you brought it up since we've been right. talking for like an hour. Right. And so, <laughs> and so that's the thing that I bring to this, man, is that when you're able to just for a split second, remove yourself from, you know, just the conflict, the war and everything that you read in the history books and just kind of yes. reflect on, you know, man, this is a. This is a this is a biblical land. This is a holy land. You know, like that's, you're, you're, that's you're, surreal. You're, you're in the region where Israel is too, as well. Not yes. right next to it or super close, but you know, you're just in the Middle Eastern region where Israel, you know, is the land of Jesus. Man. Literally, you know, it's like wow. So that was very, you know, that's cool. Um, that's, humbling oof. for me and, and grounding to yeah. be like, wow, I'm I'm really here. Um, eating foods, man, which was really good. I have some funny fucking stories, man, out there. I had you know, um, had some meat for the first time out there from locals and. Man, it's it, it, it fucked me up, dude. It fucked, me up. <laughs> what it was fucked it? me up, man. So it was um it was it was goat. <laughs> okay. So it was goat. And um, like I said, it's it's not processed the same way that we process things over here. You know, Feel you gotta it? remember it's a third world country. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they probably don't go through the same food inspections and whatnot that we go through and whatnot over here to be able to 100%. have that stuff to have that stuff on the shelf being sold. It's local food, you know, street food and whatnot being eaten. And it was the best Mediterranean food I had ever had in my life, man. Tabbouleh salad with the pita bread and the hummus and the, you know, the, the meat, man, and everything. Nice. Great. Delicious. Completely delicious and loved it. And I, I think I, I give a lot of kudos, man, to the Mediterranean Arabic, you know, people and whatnot, because they have such a very, very, very unique way of cooking with seasonings and whatnot that their food yeah. is extremely tasteful. You know, Lebanese food is extremely good. Um, just overall nice. Mediterranean food in general, man, has just a, a twist to it that it's mm -hmm. just like, man, this is this this is this is delicious. I feel you. Um, but, but you're Lebanese food. What's your favorite Lebanese dish? Man, I have a lot of things that I like for sure, but I do like, for example, 
I do go to this Mediterranean place up in Raleigh that's called Sassoul. Okay. Um, and up there, man, it's a chicken kebab platter, and they serve it with a great serving of white rice with the tabbouleh salad or the orzo salad. Yo. And it's just, you know, different types of salads that they have that they follow it with. Okay. And the hummus with the um, virgin olive oil. Dude, that and, sounds you know, insane. Olives on it too as well, man. And um, and yeah, you know, and, you, and your pita bread too. The, the pita bread is what makes it, yeah. you know, but overall, it's that's 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 the best, man. That's that's what I like. So that was the Middle East, man, and that was really a um, a very interesting time of my life. Young, um, you know, had just that was my first deployment actually, yeah, and my first deployment um, being in special operations. Okay, so that was very um, that was a kicker for me, you know, because that I was like that. you know, wow, I'm I'm here, you know, I'm I'm really fucking here. Bitter, yeah, and yeah. So you you say you separate yourself from the job. So then, how does it feel? Because you know how much fear-mongering and a lot of shit we watch on the news. Yeah. Like, what was your first impression when you got there? So when I got there um, to the country, um, I came to Iraq in a portion of time where it was already under control, yes. developed and whatnot. Because, it, because, because yeah, there, yeah, because the, the war in Iraq started, you know, in the 2000s, 2001, Yeah, we two grew and up watching it. We grew up watching on TV, man, 9-11 yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So that was the surge. So to me, the most, okay. the most, sense. the most, um, impacting part of this was, is that I was on a team on, on a SEAL team okay. that had served in the 2001, 2002, 2003 era, the surge when I was in kindergarten oh, and here I am shit. now, 19, 20 years later, essentially yeah. now I'm serving with them and they're getting ready to retire, but they have kids that are my age that are at, Auburn, that are at Auburn university yeah. or something like that. They send their kids to school. Meanwhile, I'm over here at 21, 22, you know, going to 23 um, I can't remember right now. Can't even know my age. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> bro! But I can you know, imagine. Like, but you know, I was there in 2019, and it just puts you in perspective where you know you're going to introduce yourself to a whole bunch of professional operators who've been doing this for such a long time, oh, and you think they're going to take you seriously when you're essentially their son's age, literally, and you're going to be going out, you know, Come doing on. the things that you. They're going to be like, kid. I don't want to fucking risk, you know, something fucking happen. Just like, you know, go do this over there or whatever. It's just like, oh, you know, like that little kid, you know, man, yeah. the little brother that gets told, yeah, go over there, you know, go yeah. play over here. <laughs> they little bro you Yeah, so man. So I'm just like, fuck, man, I got a lot of fucking work to do here to be able yeah. to get meshed in with these guys. But yeah. They've been at 20 years? Yeah, man. Come they've on. been doing it for a long time. These guys, it was probably their ninth deployment, yeah. you know? They've, they've, they're, they're the ones that started it and they're finishing They are it. the ones that molded it, shaped it, everything painted the picture. Holy and shit. here I am just coming in to be part of the picture to, to part of the yeah yeah part, to be yeah. part of the picture so to just was, walk on the road that they yeah, fucking yeah that these, and these shit. guys literally paved it you know yes. not just the seal team just overall Holy the moly. generation of soldiers is what i'm talking about yes you know because even then too as well serving when i served in Colombia, which we'll get to as well okay. um that was a different dynamic but iraq in that particular realm man it was really cool to understand by the local the, the locals explaining to you like look this is this is this is the conflict this is what's going on yes. this is why you know ISIS succeeds in this way this is why they succeed in these areas and stuff like that so that was um how did I separate myself sometimes from catching up with myself yeah. um th that's a very important question um for me being full-time student out there okay. was just man 
that was literally like, okay, I'm disconnecting for just a little bit from, you know, doing the role in the job that in any moment, uh-huh. anything can happen. Okay. I'll go do what I got to do. But I had my commitment of yes. hopping on my computer, you know, and to do my assignments and do everything else that I was doing. Plus working on the book too, as well, writing out there. I, everything I wrote in the book, I started out writing I it by it. hand. I wrote the book by hand all throughout the journey of being in the military. That, that's what kept you, what, what you're saying, that's what kept you normal. That's, that's what, what kept, kept you, you. That's what kept me accountable. Yes. And it kept me accountable yes. to doing that. And so a lot of people tell me, why would you write a book by hand when you have all this technology and everything? Well, not, well, man, to be honest with you, you know, sometimes you don't have access to internet. Sometimes technology doesn't work. Sometimes your battery may run out. Sometimes you can't have anything, you know, lighting up your face um, while you're on a computer That's tapping facts. away and whatnot. And I didn't want something to happen to my computer. I have backup batteries in this just in case we lose power. We can still keep talking. But yeah. Well, look at that. See, you plan, <laughs> you plan for that, you know, contingencies. Yes, so that was my contingency plan of being able to, you know, if my computer breaks down or I can't bring it or it gets lost on something, I have a I, book it's here. that I I've been writing. I can tap and tap in right to where I've been into. That gave me a little bit of chills. Yeah, dude. that's so the, special. So the, and yeah, so I so the crazy thing of this is the effort. The book, the original, original, original book is written by hand, and I have it still with me. So when I publish the book, that's fire. when I publish the book, it still has not only the book that I published, um, but then it's going to be the the raw version of what I wrote. Everything by date and timestamps of what I wrote that day, what Damn I was feeling, good. what chapters I went through, what failures I went through. Why did this failure mold me into? To who I am today. Why do you have to understand this in order to grow? What is important to understand that when you fail, how do you bounce back? Yes, Those things sir. that are really, really important. And though I wrote about them, you know, and, and that That's was my little crazy. way of connecting with myself yeah. to be able to stay it, just in touch with myself, just in touch. And it was important for me. It I was, that. it turned more into just like, it wasn't no more like, oh, I got to write in the book, you know, something like that. No, no, no. It was more so like, I can't wait the, to write in the book. The, this, I can't wait to write in the book, but I also can't wait to catch up with myself because this is my commitment. Yes. And to be honest, man, I don't care if people make fun of me, like, oh, a little journal, whatever. whatever. Man, honestly, dude, like, fuck it, man. Because dude. it's you, you have to start somewhere. In yes. fact, people that I look up to, David Goggins, he wrote the book like that too as well. Nice. So he would come dude. back from his runs and he would go write the book by hand too as well. And he says that in the podcast That's an, because he was on his runs 40, 50 miles thinking about, okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to say this happened? How should I pitch him? And then he would come back and he would say his mental relaxation would be when he got back from the run to go write what the fuck he was thinking about on a piece of paper. And that's that to me, man, is the... It, that's, that's so genuine, man. That's just so, you know, like raw, uncut. And it's like, wow. So those were factors too as well of listening to Joe Rogan on deployments too as well. You nice. know, like, All right. know, this is nice, man. You know, writing in the book on that, sitting on a hilltop with my little camping chair at Ooh. night. Um, beautiful stars lit up, paint you a little picture, man. I'd be up there with my little red flashlight and I'd be writing in the book, man, at night, you know, out yeah. there just doing my thing. Um, red flashlight? Yeah, red flashlight that had, because the white light, you don't want it to like, you know, like, Give out too much of a signature. Yes. So I would have a little red flashlight beam on there on the notebook and whatnot, just to not be locked up inside okay. my little room where I was at. Yeah. It's like I'm going to sit outside at night, man. And it was just nice hearing the breeze, you know, Dude. out there in the desert and you're just That's riding fire. away, man. You know, those very unique, unique moments that I probably won't get to repeat those. No, again. you. I was going to say, those are, those are priceless moments. Yeah. And so those are moments that I can reflect to that I look back in the book that I wrote by hand and if people will look at it, oh, this is just chapter 15. But chapter 15, I remember where I wrote it, what time, what moment I was in, at night, what I was struggling at. 
Dude. missing an assignment, things yes. like that. And I remember that. And those are the things that bring me emotion. Um, they make me feel whole and, and humble, you know, because yeah. it's like, I, 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 I could imagine. I, yeah, I, I made this, you know, like this is, this is something that I've been literally just inching, inching away and just giving it water little by little. And I'm just so anxious at watching it grow and grow and grow. And, and little by little, you know, that's what the effort is about. Yeah. I, I that fun effort. fact. I'm addicted to that feeling that you just said. Yeah, I'm addicted to it. That's why I have to do short things like this that I can accomplish really fast. Right, because I'm I need it. Yeah, it's the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah, it's it's those uh, you know those trance those trance moments. Those you know? trance moments. Because right, we're hour and two minutes. I'm gonna sit on that computer, listen to it painstakingly, making yeah, just to make not, not I don't edit anything. We don't need to edit. We're going ham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, oh, you're right. Just because that I got plenty of time. So yeah, hell yeah, shit, dude. And it's that moment that makes me like, all right, I found peace. Right. I'm, I I am where I need to be finally. Yeah, I, I heard, and, and this is, here's something good, man, and I'm going to quote something here that it's not me. I didn't say this at all, but it stuck with me. And it was something that I heard, don't even know the author, nothing. It was a voiceover that I heard on social media. I was just scrolling through, man. And it is so applicable to today's age. And, it, and, and listen to this. It said this. It said, all life forms on earth live to their highest potential except human beings. <laughs> and so that, and God so that, damn. and that alone, all life forms on earth live to their highest potential except human beings. And it went into detail. Why? Because plants, animals, lions, sharks, you name it, name it. they have no choice but to be their highest potential in order to survive. Look at carnivorous plants that don't need soil or sun to survive. And those are things that they, if they have to live to their highest potential, because that is what it is. A tree is not going to grow to two feet because it doesn't want to. No. no. A tree is going to grow as high as it needs to, as high and high I, and high. As, so you leave it alone, it's going to be the biggest fucking tree and ever. And that's it. A lion. A lion is going to grow and mature to be a warrior, to be a carnivore, to be hunting and preying on its prey, to Back. be able to get that because that it's is its protect potential. protect its pride. Exactly. And then humans, we give ourselves the choice on how far we want to go. We, we give ourselves a decision on saying, you know, ah, this is how far I, I, I want to go and that's how much it. I'm willing to go. I'm complacent. And, and you're complacent. And that's why people sometimes, unfortunately, don't live to their highest potential. Yes. And so that's why I advocate that a lot by saying, if you have an itch to do something, if you have a passion to do something, if you just simply go do it, you will not live in the moments of the Ben, I wonder what could have been if I would have done that. And so that struck out to me a lot because if you give yourself the decision to limit yourself, you're already failing. Yeah. You're already failing. Already done. You're already failing. And if you give yourself the opportunity to grow and along that, accept that you are going to fail at some point in the journey and whatnot. Don't let it deter you. Don't let it bring you down and understand that that is going to be part of the journey you will use your potential to your highest. Yes. You will live to your highest potential. You will, And you will exceed any expectation you thought you ever had for yourself. And you're going to get there and you're going to be like, I didn't think I'd make it this far. Literally. You're going to be like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And it, that's it all feels part great. of the thing. So that, so that particularly stuck out to me, man. That's always been like, you know, all life forms on earth live to their highest potential except human beings. Because this, 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 and this. Because we give ourselves the opportunity and the decision 
on how far we want to go. And yeah. that's like, hmm, damn, that's like, that's powerful. You that, know, it that, really that's, is. That's powerful because that's how many people unfortunately wonder. You know, where is my success? Where is that? Look, yeah. I got it. I'm I'm still working on my pathway too as well. What? But I'm I feel like I haven't even started. But I'm living. You know, I'm living. In, you know, in my journey and things mm -hmm. like that, and what I want and what I want to achieve, how I want to achieve it. You know, how I want to do it and things like that because that's it's important to me. And Facts. when you truly transition from, instead of focusing on the destination, again, you know you want to get there, but just enjoying the journey to get there is going to be just as, it's just going to be just as beautiful. Literally. And just as, as rewarding. Yeah. So that was that one, man, for the Middle East and Iraq. Um, the second one, new, new, new travel, new area, except only this one. Uh, obviously, I knew the language was going to South America. Nice. Going to Colombia. That one was really, really, really nice. That was a... Such a unique experience going to South America. Always dreamed of going down there, experiencing culture. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, yeah, I'm Hispanic, but it's a different culture still. It's still an ethnic background. Oh, yeah. It's still a different, you know, Spanish tongue. It's still a it's different, way different dialect. Than Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. It's a different dialect. Fact. It's a different food. You know, it's a different whole lifestyle, whole everything. Yeah. And the only thing we share in common is that, you know, that that we that we speak Spanish. Yeah. But that man was just a once in a lifetime really opportunity to be out there. And this time I didn't have, you know, that whole, um, how would I explain it? That working relationship that I had with the SEAL team where it was difficult. You know, yeah, where you truly, I, like I truly had to work to like get in that, to be accepted. You're part, of a, you're part of a SEAL team. To get, to be accepted. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. To be like, you know, yeah, sure. You know, you can, this guy who's also in special operations, but he's a kid, you know, he's trying to come and play, you know, on here and whatnot. It's just like, come on, man, I'm just trying to do my job, dude. You know, things like that. So that didn't really happen too much. Um, when I was in Colombia with, nice. the, with the special forces team that I was um, attached to and that I was um, fulfilling the, the missions and whatnot that we had to do out there. And my biggest in with them was not only being high caliber, being driven, you know, being humble and being able to be teachable. That is the biggest thing. You, if you go into these teams and you go into these dynamics where everybody is already alpha. All right. You yeah. don't have to go in there. You don't need to assert that, you know, you're more Dude. alpha than them. No. Yes. You need to be teachable. And when you are teachable, it shows that you are willing to take direction. That you are young, young guys and men are eight. You hear that? Just repeat yourself. <laughs> go, go back over. You need to be teachable, man. You have to. Have to. Because there are people that are very gifted. They are very Facts. driven. They are very, you know, they are, they are great, man. They have so much potential. But the ones who aren't teachable are the ones that truly limit themselves on, 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 on how, how really diverse you can be. So that was something that I told myself, okay, this particular rotation, I want to do good on that, where I want to be not only a subject matter expert in my job, but I also want to also be a, a good teammate on with these guys because, again, Next. they don't know me, yeah. you know, and that's sometimes a dynamic of special operations where you're supporting each other in different areas, yeah. being on different teams, being on different areas, and you have to blend, you have to mesh with them. There has to be a bond in comparison to these guys who were on that team for so long, four or five years. Yes. They've already, you know, established that. And you're just coming into the picture to be able to just fulfill yourself and, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here to do this and that. So for me, for the table, it was not only knowing Spanish was a big deal nice. because the majority of them did not have the fluency and, um, nice. and, the, and the whole, like they weren't natives, you that know, to sense. the Spanish homeland. So that was a huge buy-in for me where they were just like, yeah, we need this guy, you know, on the team for sure. But can he deliver? 
can he meet the standard that we need to to be on this team? Because you don't want to be a liability. You know, you want to yeah. be an asset. You want to bring something to the table that is not only going to benefit your job, but it's also going to benefit the team. So that's how that rotation went very well down in Columbia, where I was able to be directly with them all the time on the ground, doing things, producing, delivering, and really, really, really painting the picture for such a unique mission setting in South America. So I heard, okay, so then we're here, you know, in Colombia um, and being there on that team, this is stuff that you can include. Okay. Um, so th- this was really cool because going into Colombia, it was a, it was the motherland of the cocaine trafficking, you yes. know, historically, I mean, the drug war and everything has started since the Nixon administration, yes. you know, all the way down to now. And when you're going into these places, when you're going to be potentially, you know, disrupting these type of activities and whatnot, it is wow. You know, it's like, I'm in, es- I'm, in I'm in Escobar land, you know? Yeah. So that was a really, really cool, you know, um, unique experience of being down there in Colombia, of just experiencing the culture, experiencing, you know, the hiking, experiencing so many things, seeing different parts of the country, you know, that are hot, cold, mountainous, yeah. um, that, just, just so much diversity, man, that's where, cool. where it was really, really nice. So that was what I enjoyed most about the whole, you know, Colombia realm of that mission. I think I grew a lot too, as well out there, um, with understanding different areas of my own culture. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of great relationships out there with the soldiers, man, with, you know, those people that we were supporting and that we were doing things with. And it was just such a, a very rewarding um, experience for me because not only did I know the language, I'm Hispanic, just yeah. like them. So it kind of fulfilled me a little bit more in my I heart that I was just like, man, I'm, I'm doing something for a greater good here. A, a real greater good. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. reality, the reality of things. So that was how that, you know, um, mission setting went. And then... Again, being full-time student out there. So that was yeah. really hard. Only this time I was in my senior year for my bachelor's. And nice, um, dude, I was congrats. there. So I appreciate it. By the way, yeah. So um, that was really a important part of this de- that deployment because if I didn't, I could, the easy option could have just been, I mean, I'm just going to drop school and go on this deployment and focus on, you know, just that and whatever. Okay, cool. But yeah. then that would have delayed me. And so I was just like, let me not do that. My teammates thought I was crazy because I went out there full-time student, yeah. balancing everything. I'd go to bed at two, three, well, four, that, five. That, that means you're doing something right when everybody's like, I don't think you should do that. And it's like, wait, everybody thinks I shouldn't do it. I'm yeah, going to try yeah, it. I'm going yeah. to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and at the end, they were telling me, hey, man, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to produce. You know, yeah. you're still going to have to be good at your job and you got to do something. You tell me you got to do something, you got to do something. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. So again, it was it was more so on me, yeah. on my personal responsibility to be doing the homework and whatnot. But yeah, I did take a major sacrifice where I was going to school full-time doing all those things while doing what I was doing out there in Colombia with that team, yes. with my teammates and going to bed at two, three, four, five 5am sometimes waking back up Ooh. at 9am hitting the day hard, you know, yeah. doing it again, repeating again, two or 3am knocking it out, going all the way up until the end of the deployment to make it in time to come back to walk for graduation and being able to submit my application for grad school, which is where I'm at right now. That's funny. So it was, it, it was all hectic. So I can Ooh. definitely say those last four years. And then you still work out, yeah, you still like <laughs> promote on social media. How the yeah. fuck do you find time for all this? It's hard, man. Dude, it's that's... really hard. It's really hard. And part of it too, as well, is like you just kind of accept that you're just gonna be either a night owl sometimes, yeah. man. And you're just gonna be, man, you know what? I guess when I sleep, I sleep. When it's I don't, I it. don't. Okay, cool, whatever. I've Weekend been up is since here. like three, four in the morning dealing with my three-year-old son. Yeah. Like I feel you it. just accept it. You, you just, got just to. you just accept it, man. Because if you try to hit yourself on, you know, am I gonna be able to go to bed at 9 p.m. every night on deployment? 
them while doing homework and whatnot? No. No, you're not. Because then you're not even going to be able to do your homework and do anything that you had to do. So you accept those sacrifices and you accept those commitments that you're going to have to be doing. And you understand that it is contributing to your destiny, what you want to achieve. So at the end of the day, as shitty as it sounds, look, man, are you quitting or are you going? Yeah. Like, this is how that is. So my teammates weren't telling me you need to quit. You know, no, no, no. no. They were telling me like, you know, you're crazy. You're crazy, but uh, you're crazy, but we're not telling you to quit because you know, that's not the language we speak. No, of course not. So I was like, we want to see you try. Yeah. And And we're not going to make it easy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to make it easy because you still have your commitments with us. And I was like, you know, a hundred percent, I got that. I won't let you guys down. And I made a promise to myself where I was just like, I'm going to balance this. And and it worked out because I had supportive teammates. I had, you know, a supportive dynamic of groups of people that I was working with down there who understood where it was like, okay, you know, we're done for the day. You don't need to produce right now. You do what you had to do. And I would have to identify, okay, here's a good time. All right. I got two hours to spare. Let me go ahead and do that paper real quick. And that was hard, man. Yeah. That, you know, that you know, right there yeah. that, cause I know how easy it is to procrastinate. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah. That, that is a hundred percent that I think that's the hardest part of what you just said Yeah, is finding that little, that little pocket and like, all right, I have my priority. I need to do it now. Yeah. And there's no other time. I there do it. No I miss time. it. Right. And so those were things that, like I said, exactly how I just, um, you know, painted the picture for you. Doing all these things, you know, boom, helping out, supporting operations, all these things and everything. Okay, cool. Boom. And then after that, I was like, all right, there's maybe a three hour window until, you know, something. And I was like, within those three hours, yeah, I was researching, you know, reading articles, reading this and whatnot, doing a 12 page paper that I had to submit that night by midnight. Shoot. And so I'm over here like, dude, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. No. So it was, it, again, it was, it was hard. It was hard. So I'm telling you wow. being a active duty soldier and balancing full-time student is hard. Yeah. By no means do I say that, you know, like it's the only way to getting a degree. No, because you can definitely take less classes. Oh, yeah. I got that. But for me, I was on a timeline where I need to, I need to finish this to get here because mm-hmm. this is where my other portion is waiting for me. And that was grad school and grad school for me has been such a beautiful journey, man. It's been, it's been really dope. Just yeah. learning so much dynamics, so many people in the classroom with different experiences coming from different parts of the military, sharing different perspectives, understanding how yeah. government works, you know, understanding how economics plays into national security, all these these crazy, crazy topics that you don't really speak about much, you know, in public, not because, you know, they're not to be spoken of. It's just because people don't really care about listening to that them. or that we, that we don't really fully understand. Yeah, exactly. And what it stems down to really is, you know, controls of territories, mm-hmm. land and, and all those things. So that's basically majority of my traveling, how everything has been so far in the military, lots of training, lots of schools. Um, been able to go to Sear School, which is a really, really cool survival school. You know, you're Damn out there word. building fires. You know, you're basically training and, you know, you're learning how to survive off of what you have that's, in the wilderness. That's you know, really very cool. hard. Yeah, I, I could def- imagine. Definitely don't want to go, you know, to that school again. You got to go you- naked and afraid. Oh, man, I would <laughs> I would uh, check out one day. I think it's funny how, you know, it's like those memes people say, you know, oh, what a bitch. You know, he quit on right? day 19, you know, and it's just <laughs> here I am eating a bag of Cheetos at home, you know. 
But like, anyway, like, yeah, those were really, really cool opportunities of being able to truly uh, learn more about yourself in schools like that in the wilderness, you know, no yeah. phone, no nothing. You're literally <laughs> sleeping in a little tarp, you know, things like that. And oh, you're, yeah. you're surviving, you're boiling water, you're learning how to, you know, hunt, you know, you're learning how to, you know, evade because you're basically trying to, you know, get back to the homeland yeah. uh, without being captured, you know, really cool things like That's that, man. Just crazy. like Seer is, is a really, 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 really good course that truly teaches you um, more than anything about yourself. It really yeah. does. That's say, literally what it is. That it, it's like, um, uh, yeah, finding yourself journey. That's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, of <laughs> course you have your obligations, but you got to learn, you know, like your tactics and everything, yes. just regular military things you have to do. Um, but you have to really, really understand that in those particular type of courses, they are very mentally demanding and they are very, 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 very demanding in the sense that every day you have to contribute to something in order for you to survive. Yeah. And that is, you need to go find water. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. You know, you need to be able to, you know, like, okay, what if we have to leave right now? Where are we going to go? How am I going to know which way is north? All these things, you know, like that's fucking cool. You know, it's like really, really, and you're with your little group and team. And that was, man, that was, that was awesome, man. Like really, really good experiences that I still talk to some of my buddies about today. It's like, man, you, you remember when we went through that bullshit, man? That shit was crazy. I was like, yeah, man, I don't ever want to go through that shit again. And I'm like, yeah, me either, man. I'm not trying to be eating fucking, you know, like a, a fucking raccoon or a fucking snapping oh turtle God. or shit like that. All right. Think this mushroom is safe. Yeah. And yeah, next thing you know, you're tripping out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Have you ever tripped mushrooms? No. Would you ever try them? Um, I don't know, man. I just, it's fun. I would say if you ever want to do any psychedelic, do mushrooms. Yeah. It's easier on your own. <laughs> I've been there. Uh. An experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you know from experience. Oh, man. I think I heard, you know, Joe Rogan talking about these things too as well, man. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole like psychedelics thing, you know, like uh, marijuana and everything. And it's like he presents again i've never i've never done it but you know he presents a perspective where it's like you know it's pretty crazy some of the things that like people yeah. express which is like i feel this way i feel that way, or like they feel like focused or some shit like that it's well, well i've heard that with microdosing mushrooms uh people like get this weird like focusing thing because i yeah. i know when from experience coming down <laughs> from mushrooms is when i felt my most focus okay it felt like i have add mm-hmm. and it feels like it went away like I remember completing an album, like <laughs> like doing like Man. six, seven songs in a row, like in a day. Like you just damn. went full fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So I mean, it 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 goes into people do abuse mm-hmm. substances. I mean, people mm-hmm. do all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you respect a psychedelic and you want like a true spiritual, yeah, like something, it will give it to you. It will give it to you. That's interesting, man. It's yeah, pretty like interesting. I've never, yeah. you know, felt. Uh, yeah. Never, you know, really explored that or at all or anything but i mean i've, I've heard you know yeah the experiences of people who've done those type of things and i want to it's and it's not even like it takes you to a different world or nothing it feels like it, it just amplifies what's already around you ah uh, okay that's what it feels like I okay i don't know because fucking colors and shapes <laughs> i wasn't you, in there a second ago it makes you makes you feel like you're an avatar or some shit like that yeah essentially <laughs> oh man but it, the the that's it goes into who you are, what mm-hmm. your experiences were, uh, how you are feeling that day. Mm-hmm. It, it takes, like, to respect and have a good trip, you have to take a lot into consideration. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. Maybe, th- maybe things are adding up now from high school right? since you're always in the back out there blasted. <laughs> And then when we circle back to Dragonland and how ridiculous <laughs> I am all the time. <laughs> oh, man. This is good, man. This is good. No, facts. <clears throat> no, dude, we had, a, we had a really good time, man. 
Uh, any any last words? I keep getting freaking calls from everybody. No, no, you're good, man. Honestly, man, you know, like I said, it was really good to you know be here and share these uh, perspectives and the journey, man, on everything. And just I hope that everything that I've said on here really inspires people to be able to just no. look, man. Like you're you're going through the grind. You know, I got it. You're going through the process, and the process is what's going to teach you everything you need to know to get to your destination. So embrace the journey is what I want people to always know live in the journey too as well and stay committed to your dreams because at the end of the day, you are the only person who is going to bring you the success and the beautiful journey that you are going through is solely up to you. So without really further ado, man, again, thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm open to always coming back. No, I, to, I need to you to come back. I will. Bro. I will. I will. Facts. Yeah, I will come for sure. You know, like I said, it's always hopefully later in the evening so we can drink a little yeah, yeah, and yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. And we'll figure knock out episode yeah. two. Boom, go. Yeah, yeah episode like, two, we're going to be fucking ridiculous. We should be a little drunk, chilling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A little slanted, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I've got some rum and coke. No, because I, I, I want you... Every time you touch back here, yeah. bro, come, 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 come through. Yeah. You have a home with me. I appreciate it. You yeah. are my home me yeah. for facts because it's been how long? It's been, I mean, I left since 2014. We graduated. Yeah, it's been eight years. Eight years. Since and we've, social media, you know, we've touched here and there, yeah. but now it's like actually being in person eight years. This is where we're at. And it feels like I haven't fucking missed a day, bro. Yeah, and that's I mean, the best thing. Let, let the audio hear our fucking slapping. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, man. Yeah, no fucking doubt, man. But so. again, yeah, you know, like I said, thank you for everything. Um, and to all those people who are listening, you know, for the book, um, I know a lot of you guys wonder, well, when does it drop? When does it drop again? Summer of 2023. That is when the book is going to be officially publishing. I appreciate you guys who have been really supportive in the entire process. Um, I will be dropping a little bit of an announcement before Christmas here soon. So stay tuned for that. You can catch me on my Instagram handle at Mr. Rico Suave. And that's where you will see where majority of the times I'm posting about the effort, giving you your daily dose of inspiration. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Stay driven. No, bro. Thank you. I'm Matt Dragon. This is Dragonland, baby. Peace. Peace.